podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening and welcome to the Transfer Agenda Show with the LFC Day Trippers. I'm Gav and with me I have Conroy. And the two of us tonight are going to have a chat about the last two weeks of the transfer window because I think it closes this day two weeks, doesn't it? 24th of August. I could be wrong. Someone will tell me I'm wrong in a second and that's absolutely fine. But we're going to have a look at it. We're going to have a chat about it. We're going to go through a couple of players. We're going to go through um, incomings, outgoings, what we think might happen. And more importantly, we're going to get um, loads of comments from the chat as to what people think with regards to different players and living so far and what we may do in the next two weeks or so. Conroy, how are you, my man? No, I'm good. I'm good, Gavi. Thanks very much for having me on. It's, um, I think the best reply I saw to your tweet earlier is someone tagged us both in it and they said, our business is already done. So I thought that was a, a, a good way to look at it. But no, I think it's going to be an interesting conversation tonight. I'm doing well, mate. And uh, how are you? Good evening, or has it been a long day? Oh, every day is a long day when you have two <laughs> kids under eight years of, of age. Um, and one of them being 18 months old and absolutely insane. But um, other than that, yeah, no, it's been good. I, I see work as a break. Um, so when I, get onto, when I get onto this computer and I start working, I actually see it as a break. Some music in, in, in years and, and away I go. But um, it is going to be interesting, I think, the next two weeks. Not only for us, because I was looking there today with regards to who who has signed players who's done what business and and Liverpool of course you know have brought in Kanata at 36 million you look at um I've done a list there earlier and I might I might have missed some right so Genie's gone on a free Davis went out on a loan I think yesterday um you've got Grabara left um the young goalkeeper um Awanihi, I think I've said that right um he went uh Wilson went Brewich went and you know cleared the decks a little bit and you know Kanate comes in and I know I've had Twitter conversations with people over over the last couple of days one guy Andy I think was his name and we were just chatting about FSG's ambition or what we need or what we don't need and stuff like that now I'm on record as saying I think we need another two so I'm going to get that out there early before anybody accuses me of just saying no you, you're just protecting FSG and and uh, you, you don't want anybody in I'm, I'm on record as saying that I'm going to put you on record before we move on right so we know exactly where we stand so you see the squad as it is now um, you know, we'll get on to the likes of Origi, Shakiri, Phillips, um, Woodburn, that the likes of them are being linked linked away. But what do you think over the next two weeks would you like to see done, in your opinion, for this squad? Would you leave it as is? Or would you just, no, we need two more or one more? What, where do you stand on it? Um, for me, I think it's really easy for, you know, the, the two pre-season games and then the Norwich, the first game, looking at the bench, you know, looking at uh, Kate and Ox, Milner playing the midfield, thinking, now we can compete and and probably can challenge for a top title and possibly guaranteed to get a top forwards team. But I've got to be honest, Gav, it's not going to be controversial. I completely actually agree with you. I actually listened to that stream you had. I think a, f- a few of the, the day trippers said too. I've said that for a while. I've actually been on record in numerous shows and said we need a number nine for about a year now. Um, I've actually said that before it was fashionable to say it because um, I felt you could tell that there's just certain games where it's we had to play amazing to win a game. 
We couldn't just, you know, get an ugly win. So for me, I've always said a number nine, Gav. However, <laughs> they're all going. They're all missing. They're all, they're all been, the only one who's probably left is, um, is it Vla- I always get his name wrong. Vlahovic. Yeah, yeah. yeah so being, linked, him, being linked with Real, or Atletico Madrid today for 70 million euros. Because he seems to be the only one left. I'm not saying there's no number nines, but realistic who's attainable. And uh, now it's like, well, look, is it, I forgot his team. Is it Fiorentina? Yeah. Um, his team they've just put the price right up I heard 60 mil Liverpool have missed a, a, a trip if you ask me with I'm not saying they would have got Ings for 30 million but Ings 30 million Andre Silva for 30 million there was business to be done for a number 9 it's not been done so now Gav I would say it's either I, I'll change my argument I think it has to be an attacker and a centre mid that's my two I agree with you I don't know if you, you're exactly the same position wise as me but I'm still okay. I'm not panicking at this moment because I do feel like FSG, Michael Edwards, they like to do a lot of business since the Van Dyke. They don't really try to share anything. It's maybe you find out murmurs the day before and then it's done or on the day. Um, so to be honest, I agree with you there, Gav. However, um, as the clock's ticking, at right now I'm still confident we'll get at, at least two in, I would say, and definitely centre mid. I don't know if do you agree with those positions. I do. I do. Um, G10 says Jonathan David with regards to a forward. Paul Smith has Martinez. I'm presuming he's talking about Latoro Martinez of Inter Milan, who last week there was a lot going on as if Spores had agreed a deal with him. And I think it may have been, it may have been Atletico in there as well for him. Um, but Atletico have turned their attentions by the looks of it to, to Vlahovic of Fiorentina. Um, but I, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I have the, there's reasons behind it. There's many reasons behind it. One, I think we need a fifth attacker. All right, I do, I'd be surprised if he puts a lot of trust in in Minamino this season. I'm going to be honest, but he may have to if he doesn't go and do some business. I think the, the Origi one. You know, we get onto him in particular in a minute, but I think we need a fifth, and and f- just for for the depth up front. Um, but not only that, I think you know we've seen Firmino. Um, in not great form last year. We've seen Mane in not great form last year. And that can happen to anybody. It could happen to Salah. Now, he's superhuman, you know, but it could ha- it could happen to him. And Jota has been a brilliant addition. You know, bar the injury, I think he would have went on and got easily 20 goals for Liverpool last season. Like, easily, you know. And he's a brilliant option to have. There's no trust there in Origi for me. Um, I think he's looking at Harvey Elliott as more of a midfielder. Um, judging by what he's done in pre-season and continue to do so at the weekend. So I think we need a fifth one. And then, of course, you have the African nations. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to say there's confusion, but when I say confusion, it's on my part and my part alone. I'm not telling people that are confused over this. But I've seen things like the African nations will really hamper us because they could be gone for X amount of weeks. But I've seen others say, no, they'll miss two league games. They'll actually miss two league games if they stay at the African Nations. I think it may be because of the FA Cup and stuff like that being in around that time. But it's it's one of those where I genuinely believe we need a fifth attacker. And, you know, get him in. And I don't care who plays front three, Conroy. I don't care. That's not my business. I just want I just want Klopp to have as many weapons as possible. And a little bit of insurance, maybe, against, you know, a loss of form or, or stuff like that. Um Jordy T says he would like Docu and Pasuma in, Origi and Shaq and Phillips out. I would love a nine, but I just don't see the market for it. Thoughts? Well, you've got Conroy's on it. He, he feels Vlahovic is probably the one left. Go on, you want to get in there? Well, no, the only thing I was going to say, Gav, is see, see, because we're Liverpool fans and especially this channel, I think we're very realistic in targets. Now, 
Vlahovic, when it was like originally priced at maybe 30 to 40, that's kind of, that's our type of model. You know, that's what we go for. But when he's getting pushed to 60 and I see Martinez is questioned at 70 million, even though they've sold Lukaku, I'm telling you right now, and I'll put my neck out in the line, Letaro Martinez is an absolute game changer of a signing. Liverpool are not going to sign him, but what I'm saying is, if, you, if you're getting into arguments about that pricing, you might as well play the extra bit and get him because he's, I mean, he's 23, 24. I was very impressed with the Copa America as well. If you watched it, it went, um, oh my God, I watched the full tournament, but I forgot the Argentinian manager's name. Um, but the way he done his formation, obviously to work with Messi, but Martinez got ahead of Aguero to be that number nine. And I feel like if you maybe don't watch a lot of him at Inter, he, he could be outstanding uh, in the Premier League. And I think if Tottenham get him, I really think that's a missed opportunity because it's not like he's 28, he's 29. You could get him in, could work out great and they're selling value. That, that's the one I, I wanted to emphasise about Martinez. Um, but just on that, and I know the, the shout there is Doku. What's your thoughts on Doku, Gav? Because I, I might disagree with a lot of fans <coughs> in this. Well... Sean Swain says AFCON is a game changer, right? I'll just before I go on to Docu, Chris Brack says for the AFCON, we will miss two league games in an FA Cup. The games we'll be missing will be Brentford at home and Palace away. So I think that's where the kind of clash comes with regards to the AFCON, how much effect it would have on us. Um, and, and Tierney McVeigh says, as well as any thoughts on Mo's agent, Mo's agent's cryptic style tweets today and last week. Do you think it's almost a done deal? Tierney, I'm gonna, I, I did see one. After the game on Saturday where it was like, I hope they're watching or something along them lines. And he comes across a bit of an idiot, that fella. But I, I haven't seen the ones today. So if anybody wants to copy and paste it into the chat, by all means, go and do that. And and we will get to that. Um, Olivier says, Inter are drowning. Deals to be had there. Edwards is circling around dead clubs at the moment. I don't know about that because I'm of the opinion if they're bringing in two we probably know what two we want out to clear up space because space is an actual issue here within the squad. And I, I think they have, if, if they ha- are going to do deals, I think they're lined up. On Doku, the talk around him, Conroy, was that Liverpool had looked at him a couple of years back and he, and for footballing reasons, he decided not to come. He wanted to go somewhere else and learn his trade and um, probably a bit under the radar and, and get more game time, which is which is a refreshing thing to see from a young player. What I've seen, seen of him, very, very exciting. Um, and the only thing I've seen come back about him is that, you know, he's quick, he's strong, he can beat a player. Um, his finishing is probably not there, you know. And when you look at, at Jeremy Doku, you're probably looking at someone that will be in the Mane mold with regards to forward planning and saying to yourself, you know, he's going to be Mane's successor in, over the next two to three years or whatever it might be. Mane is a really good finisher. He's a really good finisher. So, But he's a very young guy. Um, but I think, again, is that 30 to 40 million that are being quoted? Yeah, I think roughly I heard rumours, sometimes exaggerate, but I heard 40 million. And for me, Gav, the points are great, but I feel like with our squad right now, you've got a few projects in there like that likes of Harvey Elliott and stuff like that. Maybe Curtis Jones could come into that, even though he had a good season last year. For me, if I want to attack her in, I'm not saying right, they're going to be amazing to get going, but you know, like a Jota signing, Premier League proven, ready to go in. Because even with Sadio Mane, we signed him on the back of scoring a hat-trick against us as well when we're 2-0 up at, at the St Mary's. So he's Premier League proven. I just feel like, I think he's very exciting, Doku. Very raw, though. A lot of promise, a lot of potential. But for me, I think I, I need I need more personal, I need more end product for that type of money as well. Because it's not like a you know a, a 10 to 15 million gamble, is it? It's, it's, it's a lot of money, Gav, when you could probably get a bone off that 
maybe maybe Bowen possibly not because obviously West Ham just signed him recently. But um, I think there's better deals to be done than Docky. But fair enough, everyone's their own opinion. It's it's one of those that's being thrown out there. City Fisher reckons Doku still isn't ready, can't find key passes, can't score. He's nothing like Manny, more like Adama Traore. What I mean but what I mean by that is what I meant by that City is that when you look at him and the style of player he is, he's he's probably to com- to put a comparison to him, I think across air front three, I think his closest comparison will be Sadio Mane, the way he plays. You know, the sort of way. Um it's 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 a it's one of those that n- name is being thrown out there because of past links probably. Doku was the Belgian Sterling, and I don't rate him. Says promo. Um, he could he could be. If Doku was the Belgian Sterling, I'd take him every fucking day of the week. Yeah. Um, Sterling yeah, movements you know, unreal. If you watch oh, Sterling's yeah, movement, Sterling is unreal. Fantastic footballer. He's a, and you know people will tell you, well, he done this. And he, he absolutely did. The way he left Liverpool was a disgrace, and you know it, it wasn't outstanding then, Gav. He's outstanding because he, what he's with Guardiola. I, I had yeah. great stats. Sorry, I didn't so interrupt, Gav. But this is how I this is how I looked at. It. I done a video once, and I had to compare Leon Bailey with Raheem Sterling. And the best way I read the article, the best way to describe how good Raheem Sterling's movement is is if people, all these comments, every, all the viewers, they watch him, probably he's the most bang average finisher in the Premier League, yet yeah. he's got 95 Premier League goals because his movement's that good. They always yeah, well, happens. tapping in at the back post. Yeah. But it's so good, it's so good, his movement, and that's because of it. It's, um, so it's just a, it was a funny comment he said, because he's probably the most average finisher you'll see, but scored a lot of goals. He has. Luke O'Shea throws a name in there that um, always interests me when he shows up, and it's Harvey Barnes. Um it is Harvey Barnes, isn't that his name? Um, Shuko yeah. all out for Barnes, um, says Luke O'Shea. What's your feeling on him? Because the talk is that he's on the verge of signing a, a new deal at Leicester, but, and he has been injured, but he's back. Um, he's quality, isn't he? I like him. I do like him. I think last year, I've got to be honest, previous years, I still thought he was a bit raw in the sense of decision-making wasn't great, even though he, he was really effective. He's one of those players, you know what I mean, where it's like very effective in the games, but at times just like, his brainless moments. But last season, I was really impressed. I mean, he kicked off really well, Gav. I think they did score, correct me if I'm wrong, about nine, ten goals or roughly and four assists and then he got injured mm, of the bad injury. Fine. He was flying. But what I have noticed is, to me, he's the type of person that I've changed my opinion on. You look at him and I feel like Klopp would look at Harvey Barnes and feel like he can mould him. I'm not saying like lots of work, but just little tweaks here and there that you could get. He's absolutely most impact out of the team. Rogers, give Rogers credit. Rogers is quite good at that. This is a, I don't know if many of, if, if viewers know, but there's a Scottish right winger called um, James Forrest. So when Rogers was yeah. at Celtic, yeah. he got Forrest to actually, and Forrest is probably in his career had a nightmare of sometimes trying to beat a man three or four times, but Rogers got him to get in the box more, get more goals. And I feel like it's not necessarily a copy and paste, but I feel like you can see he's, he's trying to do that with Barnes, you know, more goal co- contributions, as they said. So, Rogers has probably had a helping hand in there to give him a bit of credit. And that's maybe one that, what is he, 20, 24 now, Gav? Maybe a bit younger than that. You, you could have him for the next five years, six years in your team and, and he'd be a big contributor. Yeah, AB says 17 goal contributions in 29 games last season for Barnes, which is which is impressive. Um, City Fisher says uh, Harvey Barnes will be more like another Jota, in his opinion. And G10 says they're probably asking for about 80 million, which is fair. Do, do you know what it was? Was it last season Leicester went on one four one or four two? Uh no, they hammered City at the Eddie had. 
It was 5-2 five, 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 last year. Oh, yeah, it was four, quite two. early. Farley scored a hat-trick, I think. Yeah, yeah and it was, it, uh, it was that day, if I have the game right, and Harvey Barnes just looked untouchable. Like, Leicester came with a plan and it was to sit in and hit them and hit them hard. And he played a massive role in that. And I thought, you know what? Look at the, look at the, how he changes defense to attack so quickly. And not, not just, not just, you know, he can get up a pitch and sprint up a pitch really fast. He can move so fast with a ball. And that's why when I seen these lips come out, I always went back to that. Um, that game and, and, and others I've seen him play where you thought he's just so powerful running with the ball. He's really, really good. But I think that might have passed us, boy. Um, I Maybe think- put a hand in the ring, Gav, if he's not signed that contract yet. You know, you never know if you put, if you put, if put you don't buy a ticket, you can't win the raffle. Well, that's the thing. If he hasn't signed the deal, you know, yeah, you probably could. But if he has, I think I agree with one, whoever said that there. It's, it's 80 million. It really is. Yeah. You know, when you, when you see, um, when you see the, like, when you see, Grealish going for a hundred, and Harvey Barnes is probably in around eighty. It's just the way it is, you know. Jordy T says Gnabry would be the dream for me, but it's a dream. He's a fantastic footballer, Serge Gnabry. He's, he's Tony Pulis. Tony Pulis said he couldn't get, <laughs> get a game for West Brom. <laughs> yeah, he's so good. He's so good, and he's just so um, he just does damage. You know, when he ripped Tottenham apart, he just does Gav, damage. Yeah. See the Tottenham game when he scored four. Oh yeah. my, he was ruthless. He was actually ruthless that game. I remember thinking, what a player. Yeah, Kev O'Sullivan says, um, Harvey Barnes is good, to be fair, but even with two years on his deal, he's 65 to 70 million. It's Madison-style money. Um, I don't know what's happening with Madison uh, quickly. You know, um, Odegaard looks like he may be on his way back to Arsenal on a permanent deal, so that Madison thing might be out the window now. Um, but Arsenal are mad. Have they signed that keeper for 30 million yet? I, I, I heard it wasn't going ahead, and then I heard the last couple of days it is going ahead. But yeah, I'm telling yeah. you right now, it's not obviously going. To, it's not controversial. It's not a grizz hot take, right? Oh. But <laughs> I have no idea how they've managed to sell Amy Martinez for twenty million, and they're going to buy Ramsdale for thirty or whatever it is. I mean, that is you the don't need to be a was, genius to watch. The rumor was, the yeah, the rumor was twenty four plus add-ons and. That was the Arsenal bid, but it couldn't be agreed upon with Sheffield United. So what, Sheffield United, United paying them that to take No, them? Sheffield United were looking for more than that. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, I think like, they were looking for 26. No, good enough. The, um, they were looking for 26. Uh, Chris Baxter asked enough. a question. Uh, would you take St. Maximum? Gavin Connery would be fun to have a Maverick in the squad. I love watching him, but I don't know if i take him. I don't know if he suits us. But then again, we've been linked with the Damatriori. And I take St. Maximum over the Damatrory. Conroy? I would take him, but the thing is for me, what was it, 40 million Newcastle signed from? Was it last year? Was it, it might have just been last year. Mm. I, I, pandemic's got me mixed up, but he's going to be a lot of money. I do like him, but I heard someone say the other day, it's like, you know, he's, he, 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 he like looks good, flashy footballer. I, was, I don't care what you look like. This is, this is, that's like, that's a Real Madrid attitude, not signing Ronaldinho because he didn't look good. It's like, mm. if you're good at football, but however, I've got to be honest, I have been impressed with, with him, Gav, because um, shout out to Drift at Copper. She made a good point. He says he's got to carry a lot of that Newcastle team, like try to do a lot of it himself. If he had a bit more freedom, that could give him a, obviously more space and, a, and it could actually allow him to be more destructive against teams. However, though, some people like to be the big fish in the small pond and they might not work. Push on. And yeah. it, you never know. He is good, though, but I feel like he'd cost about 60, 70 million. He'd be big money. Um, I think he would. And A, B and others have said this, and I think this is where I kinda, I'm kind of siding at this. St. Maximum will be more frustrating than Lewis Garcia. I kind of get that vibe off him. 
For decision making, do you think? Yeah, I think he could turn around, but then other weeks you're kind of going, what is going on here? Do you know what I mean? Um, but I genuinely, when when, when I seen Benitez take over at, at Everton, the first name that came out of my mouth for Everton to sign was St. Maxima. Um, because he, because Benitez would have them so well drilled that he would allow one kind of flair. You might be a striker then, just hand yeah. behind the striker, yeah, like hand behind Wilson, yeah. Calvert-Leon up top and, and you can oh, just play Calvert-Leon. him. You can play him and have a hard-working right side of midfielder and play him on the left and let him be that little bit of a free roll, if you like, and the other nine can can, can work hard. I thought, I thought it was That's a good shout, Gav, actually. That yeah, no, it, was, it was the first player that came to my mind when 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 I thought when I seen Benitez getting the Everton job and I thought they might want to make a statement here um, and I thought they might do something like that, but they haven't. They've signed Andre Townsend, uh, Demary Gray, uh, Be- Begovic in goal. Um, because I think they're they're struggling big time with FFP and what they spend on wages compared to what they take in, and you have a stadium coming up as well. So, um, it's it's one of those. But back to Liverpool. Um, Divock Origi. Now, Divock Origi has been talked to death on this on this channel and other channels, I presume, and other podcasts. Oh no, I've heard, I've heard, I've listened, yeah, to quite, I've agreed yeah. to quite a lot of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I listen a lot of football podcasts and watch some YouTube channels and stuff like that. And he's been talked to death. All right. But, you know, people will say, you know, oh, we should have sold him here, should have sold him there, whatever. This is where we are. We're on the, whatever it is, 18th of August or whatever date it is. And, sorry, 17th of August, isn't it? And Diva yeah. um, Cree is at the club. Um, didn't, I didn't really notice him in pre-season. Um, you wouldn't have noticed him at the weekend. And I just want to know what you think from now to the end of this window what Liverpool should be looking to do with regards to Divock Origi? I think just let's call a spade a spade, mate. Like, credit to him. I actually, as we'll look back, I think most fans will love him. He deserves that. He deserves the love. You know, cult hero, like, massive goals. The type of person he is is probably the reason he's done so well. Like, the goal against Spurs in the, the, the Champions League final, to me, that's the definition of Divock Origi. He just doesn't take anything pressure too seriously. He's very good at that. But mm. let's just be honest. The way we are going, the way he plays, we probably want a striker who can press and and link up well, and it's just not him. We've, we've kind of, what's the, it's a good phrase, but we've kind of we've dragged this out about now. It's For me, it's time to just, you know, let's cut our, cut our losses, maybe the wrong phrase because he's had a successful period, but for me, it's like I heard there's rumoured to be a £10 million offer. Just take the money, Gav. It's, at this point, it's more a case of, it's not even about the money, it's about we need a space to get someone in. So that's how I feel about it. I think it's just time to go, go and play, get some, get go somewhere where you're going to play more often, and then just do it. To be honest, some of the clubs who have been into in for him, I thought if they're true, it's good moves for him. It's actually quite a good move for him in his career. And for me, he's taken up a spot at this moment. And I've been saying we need a number nine for a while now. It might not be a number nine, but we need an attacker in that team who's going to come off the bench throughout a season and give us that depth. And when we put him on the park, it's a bit like Jota. Has been, we feel like he can have an impact, and I just think Arigi, especially the last season, he's just not there anymore. And I think we just for both parties, it's the best thing to do. I don't know if you agree, agree, Gav. I do, I do agree, but I think there's a lot of um, facets to this story. And what I mean by that is that, like Jeremiah B says, he isn't going nowhere apparently, he doesn't want to leave. So there's a big thing, he doesn't want to go, he doesn't have to go. I think he signs it, he signs a long term deal with Liverpool um, after the Champions League final. Now, people are saying that he's out with contract next summer. 
No, I don't think so. I think he signed a four-year extension in the summer of 2019, which would bring him to summer 2023, which would leave him, if he stayed with Liverpool this year, with one year left on his deal and holding all the cards. Okay? So if he doesn't want to go, you can't force him out, unless you're going to do what somebody said in the chat there and just do what you're doing with and don't register him. And then you're really taking the hit on it. But I don't think Liverpool are at that type of club, especially the way they look at stuff financially. They're going to look to get the best out of it that they can. The second thing is, is that as much as we're sitting waiting for, you know, something to happen with regards to players or if a Shaqiri goes free up a spot and stuff like that, other clubs know we're looking to free up spots. Okay. So if I'm, if I'm, say, the chief executive of Wolves, who was rumored to put in the 10 million bid that you're speaking about a few minutes ago. I'm sitting there and I'm saying to myself, there's no rush on this because I know Liverpool have to free up a spot because I know Liverpool have player A and B ready to come in. The deal is already done. Okay. And they're going to get rid of Shakiri, which means player A comes in and you really want player B too. And the actual, the biggest way of, or the most, the most obvious way of getting player B in is Shakiri to leave the club. Now, if I'm sitting at Wolves, I'm saying to myself, I've thrown 10 million at them and they've said no. So now I'm not going anywhere because we're, we're ticking down now. We've 14 days left and they're going to have to make a decision to either take the 10, okay, which mightn't even be 10. It could be eight now by the time you go, yeah, we go back. Seven, eight by okay, then, yeah. take the 10 and sign your player B or don't take it, okay? You can't sign your player B and then you're left with a player that you he knows you wanted rid of. You wanted rid of him. And now he's sitting there and he's in your squad, whether you like it or not. You know what I mean? The other option, which I don't think is a realistic one, is to not register him. Yeah, that you know wouldn't I mean? do that. I feel like because football's funny as well. You never know when, as much as I'm saying he's not done much, but last year's injury crisis, anything can happen. And I think it's it's not it's not a good move for PR as well. I just think it's it's no. not a... It just, there's, there's loads of uh, negatives to that. But what I would say on that, Gav, I, I was been thinking about this as well, but the opposite way is, you know what Liverpool are like, you know what Edwards, the team are like, that they like to play hardball as well. So I, I'm not saying this is a given, but at times before a window ends, especially when it's not before the start of the season, injuries happen across, the, someone maybe needs a number nine. And I was wondering, do you think Liverpool are maybe thinking that as well, like wait till the last couple of days and then they can afford, they can maybe not maybe say go for, offer 20 million to a team um, but they can maybe say, right, this is an acceptable bid. But I don't know your thoughts on that. Your your angle probably makes a lot more sense. But I was thinking that in my head the other day because I know sometimes there's last-minute transfers if Liverpool are maybe hoping one of them happens and then they've got that player A and B to come in as soon as that goes ahead. But possibly I think your way makes a lot more sense. Look, yours could make sense as well. Liverpool are saying to themselves, OK, you know, people know we have to move players on. But... You know, there are teams out there that need a number nine. You know, it the likes of a Norwich. You know, say Norwich look and go, we just don't have enough. Let's get a Rigi in, take a gamble and, and stuff like that and go from there. You know, that sort of way. Um, Southampton, for example, if I like yeah, Adam Armstrong, like but they might, think, they might think you need, need that extra. Exactly. And, and they could be looking at it going, you know, Liverpool could be thinking they'd have to gamble on him in August because if they get to September, October, November and they're rooted near the bottom, the chances of getting out are slim and none. You know, and it's too late in January to go and sign a player. Even if you think he might give you some sort of boost, it could actually be too late because we've seen teams being, you know, cast aside, cut adrift in this league very, very quickly. You know, yeah. very, very quickly, and, and there's no way back for them. But it's 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 one it's one of those where we'll have to just wait and see. You know, West Ham have been mentioned. DJ in the chat there says West Ham have been um, mentioned, and you know, it's it's 
it, it, it is it is a weird one. Like Dan Bailey makes a great point. How long does player A and B sit and wait patiently? You're asking a lot of these players, and that's another factor in it. You know, you have you may have two players that are lined up, and you're looking to move Shakiri and Origi, which look like the obvious ones. And player A and B are sitting there going, "Well, I can't let this go into the last four or five days because if if it doesn't happen, right, I could be stuck at a club that now I want to leave." And we've agreed to leave. And what do I do then? You know, they're stuck. Uh, Minamino's name has come up as well. We'll talk about him in a second. Um, but I want to move on and, and just talk about Shakiri because um, I think it was Kevin Sullivan in the chat there said, um, um, Leon are looking to shift. Is it Corney? How do you sp- say his name? I think you're right. I think it's Corney because he, yeah. he played in the, the was it quarterfinal um, uh, for Leon last year. I might be wrong. Did he, he not hit the post? Against, um, I can't remember the team in the quarterfinal, but he actually was quite a decent player. Um, but if they try to move to get him to go so they can bring space, well, that's maybe another factor as well. I've got to be honest, uh, Gav, I don't know about yourself. Liverpool always try to play hardball, get the most money. But see with Shakiri, see at this point, he's done his job for us. We're not, it's going to be, we're, we're, we're arguing over what, one million, two million here. Do you think if, if it becomes available, they just let them go for what the six, if that's what they're calling it, just let them go for the six mil and just accept that you can't be known as the, the social media geniuses this window and just accept that you've had it every other year. But maybe for this one, just accept that it is what it is with these transfers. What, what do you feel about that, Gav? Do you think, think Shakiri will get to go? I think he will. I think, um, you know, when you look at, when you look at um, even the way pre-season has gone, he's been in and out. And then he's I don't he's not he's not involved at Norwich. He wasn't involved in the game behind closed doors of Villa, I don't think. And he's, you know, not involved then in, I don't think he was in training. Um Nat Phillips, of course, wasn't involved in either of those either, but he was back in training um at at the AXA to today, I think. Or maybe yesterday. So it's it's one of those. Um there is people in the chat there, sorry, I'm just gonna point it out. Um there's one or two accounts in there that are being idiots and they are being removed by the, the mods as we go. Okay. Just to let you know. Um, but yeah, I, th- I, th- I think Origi looks like he's on his way out. Now, what was interesting for me was, is that, you know, Origi was supposedly quoted saying that I've told Liverpool I want a new challenge and, you know, they won't stand in my way. And I seen, I think it was Lazio being linked at the time. And last season, of course, I think it was, it might have been Sevilla that were being linked to him. And now, and now it's, it's Leon in France. But on top of those quotes, he's then kind of featured in, I think it was a program for a preseason game, or it was a media kind of thing that, that Liverpool put out where he's kind of Shakiri about the Euros and looking forward to a big season. And, and I'm kind of going, this is a lot of mixed, West, mixed messages, isn't it? But it, it's one of those, the money seems very low, I have to be honest with you. Um, but again, Liverpool could be looking and going, listen, he's on a fairly big, he's on decent money. You know, and they're probably looking going, look, take the six. If you make eight out of it, fair enough, but we need to, to clear this up in order to bring a player in. Like like um Dan said earlier, you know, there, there could be a player getting a bit of a, a bit of oh, I'm not too sure about this. You know, this is dragging on too long. Do you think so they're, they're ready, Gav. Do you think that player A and B, do you think they're already they 100%. are at that stage of them? Yeah. yeah 100%. Who, who do you think they are? If I had to put you on the spot right now, who do you, who do you think that those two are? I don't know. I think it's very hard. You know, the the one the one that keeps popping into my head is Basuma. 
I agree with you like, there. Yeah, okay. it's went quiet. It's went very quiet on the Basuma chat recently. Yeah, it has gone very quiet. And I was literally going back six, eight weeks ago, literally waiting for Arsenal to announce him. And then they went and signed a couple of players. And I went, that's a bit strange. And nothing else has happened on Basuma. It's like literally, it's gone quiet, and no one's saying nothing. Now it could be a case of he's not moving, and that's why it's quiet. But that one keeps coming into my head because it was so. It was so noisy around Basuma and leaving Brighton. Where he was going was the only question. And now we're going so quiet. It's a bit. It's 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 a it, it's a bit strange to me. Uh, Son Niguez from Atletico Madrid, I think, is is there as well. There's no doubt about that. You know, um, I don't think he's he's um, Diego Simeone's favorite person at the moment. I think he's being shifted around position wise. I think he's a fantastic footballer, and I think. The fact that that's gone quiet as well, and you have to remember United and Liverpool were heavily linked from, and the fact that that's gone quiet, and the the noise coming out of United is, oh no, Saul, Saul is no more of an interest to us because we believe Pogba will sign a new deal. It's um, it it's a bit of a it's a bit of a, a weird one. Up front, I couldn't tell you. I genuinely couldn't tell you because I think it's so hard in midfield. I think it's an easier one to do because when you look at the midfielders we have. My major issue is reliability. Okay. And what I mean by that is I mean Oxley Chamberlain. I mean um Kate. All right. And I think Kate was very good at the weekend and I hope he stays fifth for the rest of the season and shows us that. But reliability wise, I worry about Kate. Um Milner because of his age. Curtis Jones because of his age. The opposite way to Milner because he's still young. Um, Harvey Elliott is a bonus job if 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 whatever we get on with this season for me it's a bonus because he's still learning Henderson has issues um, Thiago was fine he, he just suffered a bad injury you know and, and you will get niggles when you come back Fabinho the odd time gets injured I think it's probably overplayed a little bit but he's probably the standout six for us you know the sort of way so th- there's issues there now probably that's me that's me my doom and gloom version of it but I think I think a midfielder for me comes in and it makes us very, very solid numbers-wise, reliability-wise and impact-wise. That's why I think a midfielder should come in. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, if they close the window right now and we started and the season started, I back Liverpool to win the title. But I don't think we're going to I don't think we're going to have the players in place at the other top teams. Um, that we have now, they'll be the same come the 31st of August. They're going to be additions. And I think that's where we have to be looking ahead for. But up front, Conroy, Jesus, put names in a hat and pick them out because I don't know. Have you anyone up front that you go for? See, see, the only one, I would not say it's... Um, I know actually Grizz has been on a few times and spoke about it. Jamie Holmes and mid- Midweek Fix done the thing about his numbers. And the only reason I'm thinking about this is it's been... I know the comments might disagree, probably will. But see, because... I keep hearing this, you know, the homegrown numbers are now in my head, thinking all the other number nines are away, so that's why I don't think we'll get a number nine, but I, I can see an attacker happening. Now, people might disagree because Harvey Elliott played well out in the right, and he can he can play out in the right as well as midfield, but I know you might disagree, but see the Bowen shouts, right? I actually, to me, they're making more sense the more weeks are going on, and I know there's not been loads of negotiations or rumours about it, but just for the fact we probably need a homegrown player and a realistic one for me would be Bowen. I, I could see Bowen actually happening. Um, that's the only one right now. I actually had Andre Silver for the majority of the window. Then he got sold to Leipzig. We mentioned Vlaovic, but £60 million, come on. We might as well get Martinez at that rate. Um, is the Bowen one making sense for you 
footballing wise though? Well, for me personally, like I'm not going to bore with the stats, but his running numbers are ridiculous. Like what I mean by that is to press, he can get up and down. He's actually eight goals and five assists is, is very good. Like I think people are sleeping on that too much mm. because West Ham overperforms doesn't mean he necessarily has to. When I've watched him, I think he's been very, very good. I feel like you talk about a Salah, someone to come on and not do what Mo Salah can do because that would be unrealistic, but to have an effect in the game. And I, I, for me, I feel like he's. You talk about like the Manny signing, you can come to Liverpool and, and take up a level. I feel like him playing with better players would actually would be a good shout. And that's my take. And I know it's a kind of it's a it's a marmite one because I know some people just aren't condoning it, and some people are right up up for it. But for me, as soon as I heard the rumours, to me that sounds like a copy and paste FSG signing that ninety percent of the time is successful. Mm. And the only thing I would say about like take Bowen for argument's sake. <coughs> <clears throat> or a winger, okay. I think it would lead to what will end up being the evolution of Mohamed Salah's role at Liverpool. And what I mean by that is that he'll end up being central. Central, yeah. right? Yeah. So if you have, if let's put Bone into Liverpool's squad just just as a just as a, a test case on it. All right, you would have Mane, Salah, Firmino, okay. And we're all looking and saying to ourselves we get annoying of Vlahovic or whoever it might be, right? And like you said, you go Vlahovic, um, Zeb Malik wants Latero Martinez all day long um, and twice on Sunday. Oh, I agree, mate. I just think that's... You you, you 100% agree and I think he's a fantastic footballer. And and I've also said that I think the next signing we make in attack should be someone that absolutely is of quality to complement what we have but also be a forward-thinking one. Whereas what I'm saying is, is that this guy looks to progress over the next year, 18 months with Klopp and then become... And mainstay in the side, yeah, you know, when, 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 the, when, this side, yeah. when this side evolves and changes, which it will over the next yeah. 18 months. I do agree, right? yeah. So, but what I'm saying is that if you put a bone or the likes of a bone, um, a right winger for argument's sake, you could be you could be looking at the front three we have now, okay? Put Jota or Firmino in, whatever one is your preference. And then you're saying to yourself, right, let's put Firmino in, just for argument's sake. Then you're looking, you're saying, right, we have Jota as our first backup, who can play off the left, off the right and up front. And then we have a bone who can play off the right predominantly, okay? Off the left, probably, but off the right predominantly. And what that would mean is, is that if you needed to, you could play a bone and you could say to yourself, I'm not going to play Firmino and I'm not going to play Salah or Mane, but I'm going to put Salah and Jota up, but I'm going to put Salah down the middle. You know, it could be something like that. It could be something like that. But I, I'm going to be honest with you, my only concern over bone, and, and I'm not I'm not doubting if Klopp, He's on a list. That's all we've ever heard. He's on a list. I don't think there's any being, being more concrete than that. No, I don't think there's anything more than no, that. No, it, it's more of a compliment to him that he's on a list, I think, than an actual proper proper transfer room. And it could come to pass that they get the right price and, the, and he's on the list and he's fourth or fifth and he's the one they can do. But what worries me is that, and I, I Klopp has got it right so many times, but I look at Bone and I say to myself, for the money you're going to pay for him, if Salah goes central, are you happy for Bone to be your main right-sided attacker in a year, 18 months' time? And that's I, the worry I, I would have. For me, it's more, just to clarify, this is what I was thinking realistically could happen. I'm not saying, as I say, Martinez, uh, number nine's my first shout. I just, we've, we've played this record a few times, Gav, in this transfer. We know what, what FSG go for and what they don't go for. However, I would maybe say the reason I think Bowen 
is the realistic choice. And I do think it would work. I'm not saying it's going to be like as good as a Martinez or as you say, like a number nine to evolve, which I 100% agree. That's why I've been saying that for a year. We need, need that number nine. But the good thing about what I've recently is the fluidness between the front three. And I think if you did have a, a Bowen, I actually think he could, in a Klopp system, he could be very good. I feel like Bowen would be like Jota. It would surprise people how good, because like, mm. Say maybe not last season because Firmino didn't have a great one, but see the front three notorious for years. Jota's came in and basically said, "No, Roberto, you need to up your game, mate, because you can't have a shocker and then get in the next game like you have for the past six yeah. months." And I feel like it could have a, a good effect. But as I say, it's not saying my ideal repl- ideal signing. I just think that's the one that because everyone else has went to other teams, Gav. I actually don't know who else it is. The Ings one, I actually felt like. I did feel a bit disappointed. Like, is, even if you you don't think he's you know the best number nine out there, we could have got thirty million for Danny Ings for me was an absolute no brainer. And um, I did feel a bit let down with that one. I feel like that's something Liverpool should have been looking into. I don't know if you agree with that one, but that's how I felt about it. I don't know about going back in for Ings. You know, um, captain, it's time to go. Says he can hear jingles in the background, and other people can as well. <laughs> so I think that, right. is that your cat two, or your dog? Two, two, two sex, two sex. No, 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 it's a cat. Is she's, it? she's wandered in and she's just she's scratching her ear. Eh? So at least we know we have an um, like Santi has Santa Claus or at yeah. What is it? What is it? The Shawshank Redemption, the Green Mile. What's it called? The little Mister Jingles and the Green Mile. Yeah, you thought it was a pack of reindeers in your room for a minute, but no, it's. It's just your cat. Let the cat relax. What's <laughs> Sorry the cat's about that. name? Uh, Maui. 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 Maui is um. So it's it's the transfer agenda show with Gav Conroy and Maui. Uh, um, Maui the menace, mate. Maui the menace. Yeah. That's so good. it's it's all good. That's um what happens when you do live <laughs> podcasts at ten at night and your cat wants to chill. Um, <laughs> Tom Bowling says it does. It sounds like Santi's reindeer spells in the background. <laughs> but look, relax, lads. You know what I mean. This isn't um This is a match of the day. Um, the Ings one. We know an awful lot about is is or what I mean by this is the club know an awful lot about his injury record, and you know, a thirty million is a bit of a risk. I think that's the way they looked at it. Would I have brought him back at the right money? I think I might have, just because of the sort of player he is and what we're looking out for. But again, I'd probably temper that with what happens in two years. Are we, are we pinning our hopes on, on Danny Ings? It has to be. It's a very tricky one up front for me, Conroy, because I think, I, I think, um, it has to be someone of a quality that can complement what we have, but be somebody that, that's going to take over the reins in a, in a, in a, in a year, 18 months, two years. And I think that's very, very hard, very, very hard to find, you know, and it's, it's just, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's going to be a hard signing to make, but I still t- I still think if we move Shakiri and Origi or a Minamino, um, I think a forward will come in. Uh, Virtuous XHD says that Matthias Cunha can play across the front three. I've, I haven't seen a lot of them, and I've got a very mixed review. You have something to say on him, haven't you? No, no not him. I was going to say the one striker, actually, just because the rest have been probably worn out in the media, was um, we've seen the Copa America, see for... Oh, Colombia, is it Luis Diaz? I know yes, he's had, he's had a bit of praise recently, so that might be something. But the thing is with Ings, for me, Gav, it's like, I think Ings has had games under his belt, and I've watched him quite a lot with Southampton, and I just feel like he is he is a killer in front of goal for me. I'm not saying he's going to be best you're ever going to get. It's not Haaland level, of course not. But for me, I think he you could have brought him in, 
and he'd be happy, a bit like Jota, he doesn't have to play every game, loves the club, could come in, but I think we just never seen the best of Danny Ings, and I feel like the way he can press, you might argue about injury, I, I do understand that, it's a fair point, but see at 30 million, and I think because they are sell-on or whatever we had, probably got a bit cheaper, I do think that would have been um, a risk to take, but Fair, fair, fair debate on it, like I understand, but just for me, it's because we never went in for the other options like Silva um, and the, the, the few we've had. For you, would you want one like that had the traits of Firmino Gav? Or because the way I look at it is, I want someone to link up, but I do think when we've got the two best fullbacks or two of the best fullbacks in the world, yet we're the only team in the top 15 teams in the Premier League who do not have a clinical number nine. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm of the opinion that. You'd, I, I'm all for the link-up stuff, but I think you have Firmino for the link-up. I think Jota will improve at that. And I think, I, I'm not sure how good Salah will be centrally at linking up play. I don't think Salah's interested in dropping deep and, and looking to play. and, and, uh, and looking on that, more on the last man. He's been yeah, move forward. players around like, like Firmino would. But uh, I think if it, if, if it was me, it would be someone, I said it a couple of weeks ago, somebody that can put their head in the ball and be in, in the in the middle of the six yard box and be clinical. I'm good. I'm I'm good. I'm happy with that. But I don't but again, I'm still trying to look into into the into the future but beyond say this season and what we need right now. And yeah, you know, does Klopp I can't see Klopp evolving this side into somebody that that has a forward that is literally just in the box looking for crosses. I don't think he is. No, you know, no, having no, said yeah. that, having said that he he's had Lewandowski. Lewandowski, um, as you can see. You, yeah. you know, he's had him. Look, the dream one is 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 Haaland because he has everything. He has the lot. You know, he does link. What about, what about Lewandowski? Is that impossible? You no, know, what I mean by that is Bayern Munich are linked. I don't know loads of details on this, folks. So correct me if I'm wrong. But if Bayern go in for Haaland, Lewandowski is only thirty two. That's not Levin, impossible. Yeah, I think Lewandowski, if he leaves. Bayern Munich will end up at Manchester United. Wow. I think he'd be. I think he'd be the man that. I think they could look at him next season, um, because I think Cavani has only signed another year deal. Am I right? Yeah, and yeah, I think sure. I think they get another year out of Cavani, and they look to do something along them lines again. Um, with a with a thirty three year old Lewandowski, and you get two. That's years like out that's a game changer. That is. A uh, well, game well, well, it would work for Manchester United because you still have Greenwood there. You you have Sancho there now. You have Rashford there. You know you have young hungry players that are still to a certain point learning their trade. Whether it's footballing, um, the footballing side of things in the likes of Mason Greenwood and Sancho, or just I don't know. I have to be careful what I say here, or just learning the way of the world in Marcus Rashford's case, because Marcus Rashford has done fantastic things for charity, and he basically has a government trying to slate him for it. And that's very hard for anybody, um, especially in your early 20s as a footballer. Um, and he can only be commended for what he's done for me. Um, the treatment of him after the Euros and stuff like that was horrendous. And people quickly forget what he's yeah. done. Yeah, what he, people quickly forget what he's done. Um, not only as a footballer for his club and his country, but as a person. And, you know, it's hard enough to make your way in football. Now, people will say he's earning a lot of money, and that's true. But that's just the way the game is. That's how, how football has gone. But at the end of the day, Marcus Rashford um, has had to put an awful lot on his shoulders and deal with an awful lot. Um, whereas Mason Greenwood is looking to progress as a footballer. Marcus Rashford has that extra kind of layer to him. And it's, he's still learning his trade as a footballer and still trying to learn not how the world works, because that makes him sound like an idiot. He's not. He's far from it. But how... I suppose politics works um, in everyday life. 
you know, the sort of way. So, um, but on on Marcus Rashford, I think he's a brilliant footballer. Um, I I said it a long time, I said it about a year ago. I take Martial and, and Rashford at Liverpool. Oh, I'm Rashford's top. frightening. Gav. Yeah, I this think he's what, brilliant. Um, I think, and, see if you're a rival fan, I think you notice it more. Like, I, I think like you know who the best players of your maybe like, obviously we dislike Man United. Mm. I think you know Rashford's right foot can do some ridiculous things, and if he can manage to get that consistently perform, he's a terrifying prospect. But I just think he's maybe tailed off a bit the last year. I think he's tailed off a bit because of um, what started out as a really good thing for him to do. And people have tried to sour from, and I, I think it's horrendous. What's it's just on. a sight, unfortunately. This, is a, this is a guy trying to feed kids, you know. This, yeah. you know, and and it's one of those. It, it's 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 just and being um, successful as well. Being successful, he's been, he's been extremely too. successful. But when when a young man like that, who's a footballer and in, in and in the public eye, has to actually come out and directly defend himself to elected representatives in the United Kingdom, that is horrendous. You know how. How can he, why should he have to defend himself as a footballer helping kids directly have to respond to elected representatives in the United Kingdom? That, that's, you, you knew the well, tweet straight away as soon as Mr. Penley. You knew, you knew exactly what some people were going to say. I'm not, not even obviously the, the disgusting racism remarks, but just, you know, certain politicians, you knew they're going to say contract, con- concentrate more on penalties. It's so predictable, but people yeah. are so predict- predictable, Gav. Yeah. That's, it's it's that's just one of those, unfortunately. And, and, and I think Rashford's ceiling is. Um, Kevin Bowden says there. Kev Bowden, sorry, says he, Rashford's ceiling is ridiculous, but his stock games aren't good enough. Yeah, I I agree with you, but I think there's an awful long way to go in Marcus Rashford's career, and um, I think you know you'd have a good one there, and they have got a good one in Greenwood. They really really do. But Lewandowski, you never know. Klopp could Klopp could pull. Um, a rope from under someone and, and get that done. You never know. It's just one of those. That, um, Maybe Martin is one just for starting future, rumors yeah. now. You're just starting rumors. No, now no, that's not me. That's that's <laughs> my mate. My mate. He loves German football. But what I would say is, see the Martinez one. If you talk about looking for the future, and I don't mean like potential, but someone yeah, it to, makes to a lot of sense. Martinez is the one where I'd say right. It might cost you extra thirty million now, but that that nothing's a a guarantee. But that's the one I would say. If if FSG are ever going to you know they, they put the boat to get Van Dyke. Um, was it 75 mil the Martinez one does actually make a lot of sense because you've got a front three who is kind of aging anyway but unfortunately see if Spurs get Martinez I'm telling you right now that could be very good for Spurs selling Kane getting Martinez they've got Brian Heelan as well they get a few more players in you never know that actually might be a good thing for Spurs I know that sounds crazy but they might play more as a team and not have to put everything through Kane I, I, I don't know that, that that's a theory anyway on it and it could happen yeah the Harry Kane one of course is it's mad. I think it has City written all. No, this sounds like a very obvious thing to say <laughs> that it has City written all over it. But the way it's being carried out, um, you know, he comes back. He, he's not fit enough to play against City. He's back in training on the Monday. It's 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 all it's all just. I don't know about you, Gav, but if I didn't turn up to my work, right, there would be, there'd be no way. Um, there'd be no what's the word. Um, it would be obvious you'd have agreed if you were to come in on that day. There's not really. I know it's smoke and mirrors, but it's just. Yeah. Um, do you, you, I heard you say you you think Daniel Levy if that he, if he's the chairman of your club you think he's brilliant because he gets every penny that the yeah. players worth and I absolutely yeah. agree it might not yeah. be fashionable but he never sells anyone who's not getting the money he wants Bale Modric if yeah. you're refusing to sell him to Chelsea. I've yeah. got a lot of time for that, to be perfectly honest. I think oh, that's actually listen. If Liverpool go in tomorrow and try to sign um, 
I don't know, pick a sports player, right? And Liverpool go in and so I'd be on here in two days' time going, Daniel Levy is a fucking prick, right? Because Liverpool are trying to sign one of his players. But when you look at it from the outside, Daniel Levy just says, you're under contract to my club and I'll put a number on it and if they pay, you can go. You know, and the money, apparently the money is £150 million pound, um, or €150 million. Euros. I'm not, I would say it's closer to pounds than euros. Um, but it's just one of those. Dan, Daniel Levy just decides that there's the number, and if you want to pay, he done it with Bale. Bale ended up being eighty nine odd million quid or something, wasn't it? And he, you know, Madrid just so surprised though. This is the thing, but it's happened already. This is this this is the same thing. It's happened. It's not like he's changing his ways. He's done the same thing. So, yeah, I don't know what the surprise. I, I guarantee if he goes, he'll get the money he wants. I maybe see one. I think maybe one twenty five. It might be a bit lower than that, Gavin, but. Fair play, could be 150. Absolutely. Breaking news, uh, Daniel Levy is refusing to sell Harry Kane and is no longer accepting phone calls regarding the deal, according to Jay uh, Bort and the Telegraph. Um, we'll have to see, but then someone else comes in. Jonathan comes in and says, bid accepted by fours then. Uh, <laughs> 100%, 100%. That'll be the front page tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, so, look, you know, it's we're talking about we're talking about transfers and what can we do and are we right to do this and we right to do that and then you have a, you have a club you know, 30 miles up the road, literally got thrown 150 million quid around after 10 years, he couldn't afford anything three months ago. So that's the sort of game you're playing. Um, <laughs> with, with regards to Harry Kane, he's, he's, um, he, if he's looking, I think he's looking to go to Man City. I think he's done it very poorly. You know, first thing you don't do is ask Gary Neville to do an interview with you. All right. It's simple. Yeah, I, can't, I can't understand that. I don't know how, you know. He, how he thought that was going to go. Yeah, like, and, and, and don't get me wrong, I think Kane, uh, as I said, I think City should have went in from last summer. Um, but he probably didn't because, you know, Kane's there thinking, you know, Mourinho, this and that, and or, or a year off the back of a, a Champions League final and the new stadium that we haven't really seen the potential of yet. And Harry Kane wanted to experience that. And City are picking their, picking their moment now. They're picking the moment and they're saying, right, everything's on, on, in place now. Mourinho's not there. They've brought in Nuno Espirito Santo. What way is that going to go? Um, the stadium, all right, it will be full, but how much are they trying to pay back and how much money have they got to spend? And they're just going, we'll just pounce on this. And that's what City are doing, they're pouncing on it because they keep putting stuff out. Like for Guardiola to turn around and go, oh, well, I presume there'll be loads of teams interested in Harry Kane. There's about two teams in the Premier League, three tops that will pay 150 million for Harry Kane and have the money to do so. All right, and Chelsea aren't going to do it after signing Lukaku, yeah. and and I don't think United are going to do it after spending 115 million quid on two players. So you know, whatever way Guardiola spins it, it's his club. You know what I mean? It's his club that are doing it. That's it. Um, <laughs> I know. So it's, Just funny that interview says, "You know, we we can't afford that. We can't afford." Yeah, yeah, it's, and and that's it. Like. Uh, it, it's 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 messed up. Harry Kane should have kept his mouth shut, said nothing, and went to the club and said, "Look, I want to leave." And you see, that's where what this is what's holding it all up. Harry Kane doesn't want to tell the sports fans that he wants to go to Manchester City, all right? Because his his legacy at Spurs will be immediately done, done with. Because people only remember what happened yesterday. You don't remember what what you've done to them. You, if you hurt them today, they remember that. You don't. The, the Grealish thing was the best way to do it. Like Grealish, even though like, I'm not saying obviously I think there's a there's a clause in with Grealish, but even the day before, he's at training, he's taking pictures, he, he's speaking to the fans. It's like you can tell, you can tell, you can just tell that to Grealish that was a a difficult decision. It wasn't like a I'm leaving for the money. I think you can tell that it was it was about him to develop in his career. I, I don't think I think you compare them because they're both a lot of money, and to me. 
Aston Villa fans, there might be one or two who are like maybe saying, why would they stay? I mean, like they finished, was it 11 for the finish? They're not, never, they're not, they're not like just off getting top six. You know, they're going to mm-hmm. be quite far away from that. Steve Kane had just came out and been honest with the fans. The deal would probably, anything could have happened from that. But as you said, Gav, he's maybe tried to play it slyly and, and it's not going to work out well. And you're right, mate, the fans genuinely just remember what happened yesterday. That's the way yeah. football yeah. is, to be honest. And um, I'd, be, I'd be surprised if Jack really doesn't go back to Villa Park and get absolutely hounded. You you'd know. be surprised that you you think. Oh yeah, I'd be surprised if he doesn't go back there. And there's a lot of people upset with him. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I thought. Oh, I, I, I'm telling you now. People only people only remember. People only remember what you've done. Do you think Benitez will happen. get hounded when they come when they, Everton come to Anfield? No, because I tell you why. Um, because Everton hate him, and I think the fact that Everton hate him is enough for Liverpool fans to go no problem. You know, if Everton even at Chelsea him, though, he still got a good reception. <clears throat> yeah, and even more so with Everton because Everton fans are literally trudging across Stanley Park to play Liverpool with Rafa Benitez as the manager, and they can't stand it. So Liverpool fans, as a reason for that, will turn around and go, "Yeah, it's fine." You know, that th- might there might be some on the ground that will 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 throw a bit at them, but. Nothing compared to you know. Benitez has done a lot for Liverpool, like the city as well. So I think that does come yeah. into a, a fair yeah. point as well. Uh, exactly. But you yeah, know, it'll be interesting in the Grealish one, mate, because it's funny how we're both seeing the same thing, and I'm thinking it'll be that way. Mm. So it, it's interesting just just looking at it. That it's obviously been quite a be interesting one. But yeah, the Kane one, it's um, I, I reckon he'll go a hundred percent. I mean, but Kevin Ball says the same. City will get Kane in the end. It's inevitable. Um, it's just boring now, isn't it? It's actually just boring. I don't care when I see it on Twitter now. I just don't care. Yeah, because it's going to um, happen. Mick says Grealish went down with Villa and stayed. The Villa fans appreciated that. I a hundred percent get that. I think the biggest thing about this with Grealish is the club he's gone to. Genuinely, I think if, if Grealish had left and went to a Manchester United or a Liverpool, um, I don't think there'd be an issue. I, I genuinely, I think they would have went, look, they're just the two biggest clubs in the country. And one of them will come in for Jack Grealish, the Champions League, and they're going to be going for titles and Grealish feels he has to go and do that. The fact that he's done it with Manchester City, there's always that caveat around Manchester City is you've gone for the money. You know, especially yeah. 105 million quid. I think that's what, I think that's where the Villa fans might have the issue. Do you know, I think he just wants to win trophies though, in the sense yeah. of, when yeah, go does. there for a couple of years, like a bit like Milner, go there a couple of years and then decide what to do after it. I actually think Jack Grealish could be back at Villa in the next five years or next six mm. years. I could yeah. actually see him going back there, to be honest, Gav. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see what happens. It will. Um, we've got through loads there, haven't we? We've done well. Um, yeah, I, I think you're going, to mention, you're going to mention Minamino for two seconds, maybe. I think I stopped you on that. Just a Minamino thing. I think, I think he might be the victim of circumstance. Whereas if Liverpool get rid of a Shaqiri and he can bring a player in and he want to do another one, I think moving moving Minamino out on a loan or a permanent, I think, to make room, I think that's where, where that might happen. That's what might happen with him. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. We've two weeks left, Conroy. We've loads to talk about. Um, we'll do this a couple of times before the window ends. We will be live on the night of the window as well, closing. Um, for We'll probably be live from nine. Get your yellow tie on. You get your yellow tie on, Gav. Yellow tie. I think I've, I once wore a yellow... Um, Builders hat on a show um, on, on transfer deadline. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like that. I paint the whole house yellow, like only fools and horses with the uh, Chinese <laughs> takeaway, as Shawnee was telling us the other night. But look, we've got through loads. Um, we didn't even get to Phillips. We didn't get to Warborn, um, you know, but we will. 
Um, because as I said, there's two weeks to go. We'll have to wait and see what happens with regards to incomings and outgoings. And of course, when the window closes, we will get reaction from people within the LFC day troopers, other people that come on as guests and shows, but most importantly, the people in the comments who have thrown in so much um, good stuff to me. Um, they will give out their reaction as well. Not only on the shows, but on Twitter and on our Discord. Um, go on our Discord. The Discord is always great for all this stuff. Um, but on our Twitter, on our Discord, on our Instagram, our Facebook and stuff like that. But um, this is what makes it. All these comments in there that is, makes it tonight because we are talking away and comments were coming up and I was getting them on the screen and then we, we went down that rabbit hole and then we went on another tangent and that's what it's all about. Talking about people's opinions. Um, before I go, um, first of all, I'd like to talk Conroy and um, his cat for joining us. Um, the cat being the star of the show amongst the three of us in fairness um absolutely <laughs> but, yeah but sienna steps don't forget if you can support that absolutely great the, sh- the link is in the description if you want to virtually buy a ticket for anfield at one euro a ticket you can also get um the link for her um her page on our website that will bring you through to our gofundme page and as i said if you can donate brilliant if you can't just spread it to as many people as you possibly can with regards to the rest of the week um tomorrow is wednesday um that is the midweek fix with jamie myself i'm back keith back from holiday the cheek of him gone on holiday and um uh, philly can't believe he's done that he can't get no, no, that. It's unbelievable he didn't even put in a request for him he just went <laughs> um and and phil egan is with us as well uh tomorrow Grizz is on towards tonight with carnage and friday night avi is back with um sports unplugged yeah, very good show he has yeah, a really good, good uh, guest this week and if you're into all different sports and football and liverpool get on that because it's really really good he's working so hard um on guests and he's he's so dedicated he does notes and everything it's amazing Super. Just to add, Gav, as well, see the mm. Jared Bowen stats? I got that from Jamie at the Midweek Fix, so that's another great show. So I'm just not stealing that from him as mm. well. That was Jamie's yeah. stat on the heat map, so just to give him the, the credit for that. And in fairness, Jamie lo- um, loves bringing up stats. He's not a big stats man, but he loves bringing up stats for people to look at and, and get an idea of what they're talking about. And he's actually um, he's actually working, on, um, he's working with a company at the moment to try get them to supply us all the stats um, for each show this season. Um, it's one company giving us all the stats that you need from now until Standing. May. Um, let me see. Hopefully two more in. Gav says Jason Leonard. Absolutely. City uh, Fisher says he loves Avi's new show. Seriously, it's really good. Two lads having a drink, talking about football, UFC, um, American so, football. Yeah, Olympic stuff was in it as well. Olympic it's stuff, great, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're past the Olympics now, so he's going to have to find some more sports to... Uh, to oh, yeah, be a bit quiet but, um, if he's still talking about Olympics. Yeah, he's, just, yeah. <laughs> he's going through the week. He's picking up what's going on in, in all the major sports, and he's having a chat about it, which is absolutely cool. Um, so I think that's it. Um, don't forget to look out for the midweek fix. Carnage, uh, sports, uh, sports unplugged. I keep going to say Sports Illustrated, and I keep stopping myself, but it's Sports Unplugged. Um, and, of course, on Saturday... Um, Liverpool play early on the Saturday, so we will have a post-match, a pre-match show before and a post-match afterwards um, after Liverpool beat Burnley at Anfield um, at the weekend, if that's okay to say. I hope it is. <laughs> Don't say that. I hope I've put the mockers on us all. But um, that's it. Anything else, Con- uh, Conroy, before we go? Anything you would like to say? Anything would you like to um, I don't know. Would you like some presents for your cat? Uh, whatever. Uh, I'll, um, yeah, I'll, I'll bring Maui in next time. I'll get. I order some of the early, early day trippers merch and get I'll cut it down <laughs> and put our version on. Yeah, but no, no just just uh, thanks for having us, Gav. I really enjoyed that chat. Actually, it's I, it's, it's quite crazy for a team who's um, it's been quite quiet recently. With transfers, we've got a lot discussed there, and um, yeah, actually. 
really good chat and thanks for having me on and yeah thoroughly enjoyed it so yeah the comments were great as well the community just just brilliant so hopefully and i believe i'm not panicking we will get those two players in i'm confident we will I can just think of your confidence meter just dropping as the days go and then it just turns into desperation. Uh, you know, like the Roy Hodgson thing, the Roy Hodgson yeah. when he's watching it's like, and then just drop, that'll yeah, be me yeah, at exactly. 10 o'clock in the night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, But look, as I said, we will cover as much as we can with regards to the transfer window between now and the 31st of August. On the 31st of August, um, it's a Tuesday night, which means that we should be free with use your Tuesdays are free night during the week but it won't be free that night and um, we will come on and probably do two or three hours on the spin with regards to the transfer window running right up until it's if it's 11 or 12 o'clock I'm not too sure but we'll be here anyway we'll just bring loads of cans and um, have a chat about about football and, and transfers and stuff that has been the transfer agenda show I've been Gav that's been Connor he has a cat um, be nice to it over and out Sports Social Podcast Network <laughs>